so gone uh uh jesus the uh big man um you know how like i've been really good if you could like just slip um you know some more inches downstairs i'm thinking like um i don't know maybe like eiffel tower size it up that would be real cool all right anyway thank you god um amen cut to and it's a wonderful life type scenario <laughs> where his ghost future ghost comes back and is like kendrick what you wished for was your dick to be as big as the eiffel tower and well i'm going to show you what happens with that scenario <laughs> First of all, you live on a first floor apartment. So immediately it penetrated through all five floors above you and everybody was skewered <laughs> by your massive cock that sprouted up in the middle of the night. Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me as always is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. So if you've never listened to this podcast, this is a podcast where me and Andrew take one of our favorite bands, one of our favorite musicians or artists, and we pick 10 of their craziest, wildest, most insane, most ridiculous, most absurd lyrics. We talk about them. We look at those lyrics and we find ways to make us laugh. It's not quite a music analysis podcast. We will be doing some analysis but that analysis will most likely be just completely wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah most of what we say is wrong uh, even the stuff that we want to factually get right is usually wrong exactly but hey you might learn something there's a there's i i, I believe you will <laughs> learn a little something all right mm-hmm. that's that's my promise even if that thing is to not the way to not do a podcast you'll yeah. learn it yeah this is a exciting episode because this is our kendrick lamar episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm excited also listeners hey we're back we took a little little break we took a little vacation lucian has not taken off that tie-dye shirt that he's wearing right now since we've been in miami because the miami sun the beaches it just, it just, the vibes got to him. He's a tie-dye man now. My mind is still in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. That's where <laughs> I live at all time now. Oh, yeah. We resided there for a whole week. That's been my vibe forever. Um, so, hey, if you you just, like, for, have no idea who Kendrick Lamar is. Like, I said Kendrick Lamar, and you were like, Who? I'm going to tell you who he is, all right? That's what we're going to do here. Okay. So Kendrick Lamar, i.e. Kendrick Lamar Duckworth, which, fantastic last name. Yeah, yeah, that is a great last name. D- Duckworth, one of the one of the best. Um, also known as K-Dot in his early career. Well, he is a rapper. He's 33 years old, and he's from Compton, California. So if you go to our favorite website, Wikipedia, and you're like, Wikipedia, what what is Kendrick Lamar's genres? Wikipedia would say hip hop and jazz rap, which mm-hmm. that makes sense. Jazz yeah. rap, like I would only think of as like one of his albums, but I guess it's the genres. Well, so, I feel like I've, I've seen other genres on Wikipedia. I've seen like uh, socially conscious rap. I've seen 
depending on the album that you look at. When the Lyric Boys eventually get a Wikipedia page, I cannot wait to see what genres we are ascribed. Stupid, Assigned, dumb. St- stupid, dumb podcast. All right, so Kendrick Lamar. Let me tell you a little bit about him. At eight years old, young Kendrick Lamar was walking down the street, and what did he see? He saw Tupac and Dr. Dre filming a music video, and I guess that is the Kendrick Lamar origin story, okay? <laughs> we'll just say that was the moment he's like, I'm going to be That's cool. I, I, that's a cool little uh, anecdote. Like, Thank you. To just see uh, Tupac and, did you say Dr. Dre? Just yeah, filming a music video, especially That's- Dr. Dre, because he like ends up working with them too. So mm-hmm. you know, full mm-hmm. circle. And they're both uh, Compton. They're both Compton boys. Yeah. So at, in 2004, Kendrick Lamar, at 16 years old, releases his first mixtape under the name of K Dot. He eventually gets a record deal at Top Dog Entertainment, which is like where he still is now, and he releases a ton of mixtapes. Um, overall, he's got four studio albums. So his first one in Section 80 in 2011. There's Good Kid, Mad City in 2012, To Pimp a Butterfly in 2015, and Damn in 2017. Um, on top of that, he's got, I think I saw five mixtapes. He's got that untitled, unremastered album. And he also, it seems like he wrote and produced 14 songs on the soundtrack of Black Panther. So he's still busy, um, although he hasn't released an album since 2017. He's, he's prolific. He's adored and celebrated he's won 13 grammys and he's won a pulitzer prize or if you want pulitzer prize hmm? what do we what do we like i like pulitzer i feel like pulitzer is uh it's like come on man what, what are we trying to be what are we trying to be what are you, what are you doing just say pulitzer he won a pulitzer prize in 2018 for music for damn and apparently that was the first non-jazz or non-classical artists to win the award. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so Kendrick Lamar, very prolific, very famous. Um, known for his good lyrics. And of course, on this podcast, we're not necessarily going to talk about his best lyrics. We're just going to pick out his most absurd and his funniest lyrics. For, you know, for as good as Kendrick Lamar's lyrics are, and as like prolific and profound, there is a lot of humor in his lyrics too. I think that was one thing yeah. that, picking lyrics from this podcast, I was... You almost forget how funny and witty he is at times because we tend to think of him as like mm, just so I tend poignant. to think of you I think that he's seriously a genius. I mean, his lyrics are powerful. Uh, they can be read as poetry, like mm-hmm. without listening to the music at all. Um, there's there's so much depth and there's so much like uh just like life experience mm-hmm. behind his lyrics. Like you can really see, uh, you really get a sense for his perspective and mm-hmm. his wisdom. Uh, he's, he is a genius in my mind. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I mean, he's a Pulitzer prize winner, so you mm-hmm. have to be, but yeah, be no, pretty I, smart. I, well, eventually when we win the Pulitzer prize for podcasting, hell yeah. uh, that will, uh, that might change your mind. So, um, two Kendrick things. One is that there's this video out there somewhere of like a high school class, I guess, studied to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And so Kendrick likes came and surprised the class and maybe performed like for the school, which is so cool. Like, yeah, that's wild. Imagine. Oh my just... God. And the second thing is, um, 
one thing that makes picking lyrics from uh, rappers harder is there are so many lyrics. Like, so many. Like, the average Kendrick song has so many lyrics. It's like, yeah. it is nuts. It's hard to pick from so many lyrics. It's not like a, you know, a standard rock song, which, you know, some bands are super lyrical and have a ton, but some bands keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick is speaking a lot. He's saying a lot of things. He's rapping a lot. He's got a lot of words. What's your favorite Kendrick album? Uh, Probably... To Pimp a Butterfly followed quite closely by Damn. But To Pimp a Butterfly has the funk in it. And it's got George Clinton. It's got Thundercat, who I fucking love as a bass player. And it's just got that all those like P-Funk 70s inspired sounds mm-hmm. throughout it. In addition to all the jazz. Yeah. Uh, so very fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, such such a great vibe. Also, some of the songs like uh, like the Black of the Berry is just mm-hmm. like oh my! You read that song, you, like you read it. You can read that song because I was doing that to pick lyrics. You read it and you're just like, who? Yeah, yeah. That's what's also funny about just doing finding the most ridiculous lyrics too. Because you'll read like the good ones, you'll be like, oh, that's really poignant. Is it good fodder for the podcast? Maybe not. (laughs) No, definitely not. Imagine joking about us. Yeah, there's some that is just like, we don't joke about that here. Yeah. Um, uh, I think my favorite Kendrick album was Good Kid, Mad City, but that was also the first one that I had heard of his. I think that's that was my introduction to him. And all his albums are very specific, right? Like, and that one just, I think. Mm-hmm. Was That's exciting. a really good one. Yeah, it was. It was um, one. I think one of the first things I heard was "Money Trees," which is still one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But that is a beach house sample uh, oh, okay. of the song "Silver Soul." Got it. I didn't um, know that. And so that was cool to see like this awesome rap album that also sampled beach house. And I was like, oh wow, look at that. That's and then like they're just the energy of that album too, like Backstreet or backseat freestyle and uh like bitch don't kill my vibe those are i think like the first few songs i heard of his and i was like wow these are very yeah uh bitch don't kill my vibe and swimming pools were the first two songs i think both of them one of or both of them was on gta 5 and i will Hmm. shamelessly say that's uh that was how i discovered kendrick hell yeah i mean that these bands put their songs and video games for a reason yeah yeah, driving around Los Santos, listening to "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe." It is. <laughs> that great. sounds like a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's Kendrick Lamar. And before we dig into the lyrics, I want to say a couple more things. All right. Will you permit me to do that? You have no, no. choice. I'm speaking in your ear. Damn so it. I, I do have a choice. I can edit this out. I'm the editor, but I will let you fucking ramble on. Thank you. All right. So here are the things. One, we had our hearts warmed the other day. Our hearts filled with joy when we Mm. saw that people left reviews of this podcast and I just didn't realize that. So we saw two reviews that were written somewhat recently, both very nice. And I just want to read them out. So the first one is someone named Silence from Australia, which I don't know if that's their personal name. That's definitely their username. But when you say it's someone named Silence, it implies that they're like Batman. 
So Silence I listened silence. to the Lyric Boys podcast and said, so good. Literally my music taste in pod form. Excited to hear what's next. Well, I'll tell you, Silence, this is what's next. All right. Also, <laughs> thank you for liking your music taste in pod form. So me and Stieglitz collectively create your music taste, which that's exciting to me. And if your name is actually Silence, I apologize for making fun of it. <laughs> Fucking cool ass name. And, and and Silence is from Australia, which I've never been mm-hmm. to. So we are warming the ears of Australians. How exciting is that? That is exciting. The second one is someone named Travman25. Once again, I assume that's the person's real name. Uh, nope. That's probably... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is his real name. Yeah. Travman25. Yeah. From, yeah. from a creative, little country creative called... Creative parents. From a little country called the United States of America. Heard of it? So this person wrote, this podcast is a highlight of my dull pandemic days. Amazing. Mm. We want to be there with you during the doldrums of the pandemic. And then we also want to be with you post pandemic <laughs> when you're exciting, having exciting times as well. All right. So listen, if you guys like this podcast, you can leave a review, but what, what is, and we'll read it. It's appreciated. But what is the biggest top dog lyric pound lyric boy content hound thing to do is to subscribe or follow mm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you're a fan of this thing, that we call the Lyric Boys, follow it, subscribe, and you'll always be alerted when an episode comes out. So you don't you don't ever have to miss one because we know missing this podcast would send you into turmoil. Mm-hmm. It sends and, me into uh, turmoil when I miss well, it. Yeah. And then also we're on Beats Per Minute, which is a great music website, and I recommend them as well. Check their out their website. Give them some love as well. So without further ado, let's get into the lyrics. My first Kendrick lyric. Do you want to know what it is? Yes, I do, King. <laughs> Thanks, King. <laughs> it's a little little ditty called Fuck Your Ethnicity. Oh, a little ditty. <laughs> love that ditty. <laughs> love that tune. Off of the album Section 80. I love that number. Amazing title. Yeah. It's the type of, you know how they talk about like when you when you hear people talk about quote unquote content and they're like, we want to make quote unquote lean forward content. Mm-hmm. And it's just like mumbo jumbo ad words. Yeah. Fuck your ethnicity to me is lean forward content. Mm, yeah. I hear that. Is, and I think, uh, I think brand, I think, I think great branding. I think, uh, yeah, pro- progressive content. All right. So the lyric is now I don't give a fuck if you black, white, Asian, Hispanic, God damn it. That don't mean shit to me. Fuck your ethnicity. Amazing. Iconic. Iconic lyric. Yeah. Do you think that if... Uh, it's, it's it's interesting to hear that because depending on the person who says it, it can have totally different implications, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, if a Fox News correspondent <laughs> said that... Yeah. Uh, let's say there was, like, race turmoil in this country, which they're always is and a fox news anchor is just like i don't give a fuck if you're black white asian hispanic you have to follow the laws of this country totally different uh context than what kendrick is saying here yeah this is a song that is um it's a song where it wants wants everyone to get along i'd say but i do like the idea that someone's listening to this and you're like my ethnicity what, what's wrong with being italian ecuadorian <laughs> Kendrick, he didn't uh, he didn't mention Italian Ecuadorian. He just said white, which uh 
you know, he said white, white and Asian, Hispanic. Hispanic, black. Right. So, you know, are there people out there you think who are going to get offended? Be like, I am from Ukraine. You are not mentioning me in this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. It just, I've never heard that sentiment of like a positive song about like not you know it's like a song where it's like let's put aside our differences in our backgrounds or whatever right hell yeah i love that but the idea of coming from that from a fuck your ethnicity is great i uh, that's very playful and and cool i Mm -hmm. think do you want to hear my uh first lyric not only would i like to hear it i would love to hear it uh okay (laughs) oh fine cool all right (laughs) My first lyric comes from the song For Free off the album To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great, like, free jazz flowing song. I don't know what you would call the jazz in this. It's just like, it's like quick, like, improv style, almost jazz. Anyway. One of the we lines are, he says, uh, showing the audience how well informed we were are of the world. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's like a fucking stroke. We are revealing to our audience how well we know the beautiful American music genre of jazz. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By being like, this is a jazz ditty. Um, it's the one type of, of jazz is fun jazz. It's got like trumpets and shit, so you know it's probably like a jazz. Meanwhile, it's just it's like <laughs> not it's n- not remotely close to jazz. Uh, so the lyric is: "You really think we could make a baby named Mercedes without a Mercedes Benz and twenty-four inch rims?" You know, hmm. there's a lot of lyrics. There's so many lyrics in that song. It's like. A lot of fucking lyrics. I'm surprised that this is the lyric you chose. That's the lyric. That's the lyric. <laughs> just to because paint, it's just paint like, a picture of the audience. This is a song yeah. where Kendrick Lamar repeatedly goes, this dick ain't free. And yeah. Well, also, Steve the song, chose not to play. There's a large like cultural and racial implication in this song of like African-American labor building this country, right? So I chose not to talk about the very important, powerful <laughs> message of this song, <laughs> of course, of course, because it's not, first of all, not the time and place for me to talk about that. But this line in particular is a little bit different because I picture Kendrick and his loving wife with whom he is having a baby because they are married. And that's the only way that people have babies as far as I I've understand. listened to enough Frank Sinatra to know what happens if you make whoopee. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anytime Kendrick is talking about, or anybody for that matter, is talking about having a baby, I picture them married. I picture them in a house with a mortgage that's already paid <laughs> off and a beautiful, pristine front lawn. Uh, and so Kendrick here is uh, talking to his loving wife, and he says, and his wife's like, "Why don't we name the baby Mercedes?" And Kendrick is like, "How can we name a child after something that we don't own?" Which is like, I feel like in this instance, if she were to say like, why don't we name him Table? 
it would make more sense in Kendrick's eyes because he's like, yes, I know table. I have table. I have eaten at a table. It's part of my cultural milieu, if you will. So we Ooh. should name our, our child's table over Mercedes because he's like, I can't name a child after something I, I've, I don't know. It's also for this Mercedes has smaller than 24 inch rims. It's like also can't name the child. It's like we have a Mercedes Benz, but it's like the rooms are too small. Because it's like, imagine the child is like, Dad, why is my name Mercedes? And the dad then has to explain that he was too poor to afford a Mercedes. So this kid was the next best thing. But really, what he wanted was a Mercedes. So unfortunately, he had to settle for the kid. Right? That's traumatizing. Whereas if you name the kid like Wallpaper... It's like, I have that. I, you know, you are more important than the wallpaper in my house. That's why I named you wallpaper. Because it's like, you are the wallpaper to my life. Mercedes is probably the best car brand to be named after, though. I would, I would say that. What other car brand would make an adequate name? Lincoln. McLaren. McLaren. McLaren Stieglitz. I would, I would and Lincoln to- Flores out hitting the town. <laughs> McLaren. The, if your first name is McLaren... You'd wear ascots mm-hmm. and polo, like, uh, like what are those polo, um, like sweater vests that like people polo like Ralph Lauren, yeah, like Ralph vests Lauren. that are tied that are pastel pink, yes, exactly. Yeah. And you go out on your yacht, I've seen with enough the boys. Vampire Weekend album covers to know this <laughs> yeah, aesthetic. exactly. Yes, you go out on the lo- on the yacht with your boys. I would love to be named McLaren Stieglitz, but you, I can't have like Stieglitz as a last name with that. That's way too like. Jewish and Eastern European sounding. I need like, uh, like uh, McLaren DeWitt. Be proud of who you are. I am. But if I was named McLaren, I, I wouldn't be named Stieglitz. Like, I feel like somebody who is naming their kid McLaren is not breeding with a Jew. <laughs> breeding. So um, my grandma's name is Mercedes. So that's a fun fact. Your grandma? Mm-hmm. Your actual real grandma? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I did not know that. Mercedes. There that's you go. Cool. It all. Comes and I'm guessing together. your parents must have owned a Mercedes in order to name her that. Of course, right? Yeah. Because my parents named my grandma. That's how it works. <laughs> so I'm I'm all sorts of confused right now. Let's move on to your the music year. video for the song okay. has an amazing moment where. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar's got his face pushed up against a door or blinds a window and like the blinds open and his face is there and he's pushed up against the window and he just goes this dick ain't free <laughs> I, and it's hilarious yeah. like it's such a vibe I feel like I quote that sometimes randomly I'll just be like this dick ain't free it's a it's a great song it's like yeah it's one of those songs that's just like, Kendrick, how do you say this many words <laughs> this yeah. fast? Yeah, do you, do you need like a fucking inhaler to, to do that. Yeah. All right. So my second song that I'm pulling lyrics from is The Art of Peer Pressure off mm. of Good Kid, Mad City. This is another one of those songs where you read it or you listen to it and you're like, fuck, he fucking weaves oh yeah <laughs> this is like one of those songs that has like three separate parts that are all like one big story mm-hmm. right this is and the one that's like about the failed robbery and hang mm-hmm. with the friends right mm-hmm. um so the lyric is smoking on the finest dope drink until i can't no more 
really, I'm a sober soul, but I'm with the homies right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, normally I don't smoke, normally I don't drink. I'm a sober guy, but tonight I'm with my friends and I'm shit-faced. This is a great classic excuse that's like, Andrew, why is your head just full on submerged into a bag of fine Miami cocaine? You're like, this isn't me normally, but Wait. I'm out with my friends tonight. Um, I imagine like a guy who's like, guys, you know, you know, I wouldn't normally get this fucked up, right? But like, I'm with the homies right now. And they're like, dude, we hang out every day. And you're like, I know if I wasn't with you guys, I'd be totally sober. And like, no, you wouldn't. We see you every day. Every we live together. We're roommates. And he's like, well, I'm hanging with the homies. It's like, listen, um, Jeffrey. All right. Come here. Sit down. Uh, Close the door. Right. So you've been working here at uh, Viacom for mm, three months now, and every day you are shit-faced in your office. Um, that's a little concerning. You're like, oh, hold up, Mr. Listen, boss normally man. I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't smoke, okay? I come in to this place right here, and this place is where I am with the homies, okay? That's the only reason. They're like, your coworkers have filed, uh, let's check the numbers, 93 complaints about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't see. I don't see them as coworkers. I see them as friends, compadres, homies, <laughs> homies, if you will. Yes, uh, sir. You you are from um, uh, Minnesota, and you are um, white. <laughs> <laughs> Look. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the classic excuse too. That's like I'm normally a well-behaved guy, but when my friends are around, I'm a bad, a bad boy now. <laughs> yeah. Which means your friends only see you as that bad boy. So it's like, when are you not? When when you're just at home sleeping like for eight hours? Wow. Everyone who's listening to the podcast, take a second to think about all the different people in your life and how they might see you and how those, uh, how those are different. And to different people, you mean a different thing, right? That's kind of trippy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm not introspective, but guys, I'm with the homies I'm with right the now. Homies. <laughs> Yeah, this this could be the opposite. Like the opposite of this is someone who parties all the time, but then they have their like nerd friend group, right? Mm. They're like, "Why are you guys like discussing astrophysics? You should be like getting drunk." You're like, mm. "Excuse me, I'm with the astrophysics homies." Yeah, I'm with exactly. Normally, I don't discuss astrophysics, but with the homies, you want to hear my uh, second lyric? Give it to me, King. It's from the song xxx or triple x i don't know how you say it off the album damn (laughs) sorry (laughs) amazing amazing uh confusion i just love (laughs) the idea of you walking around Times square in the 70s being like there's a lot of movies playing here um movies um (laughs) movies what are these things (laughs) you know the movies (laughs) Uh, the lyric is very simply throw a steak off the yacht to a pool full of sharks. You'll take it. Mm-hmm. Again, a song with a lot of lyrics. However, think about the imagery that this lyric paints throwing steak off of a yacht to a pool full of sharks. Mm. Now, if that don't spell rich, I don't know what does. 
So that's the type of thing that's like, I want to be there. I want to be doing that. That'd be so yeah. much fun. If I were just on a yacht, I assume incredibly sunburnt and just shirtless, a little buzzed, glasses askew. I've got steaks in my hand. And I'm just throwing them into the ocean, watching sharks eat them. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, don't do that. Don't feed the sharks. Why are you doing that? You're normally a really mild-mannered, well-behaved person. I'm just like, listen, guys, I'm with the homies. <laughs> I'm with tonight. the homies. <laughs> just out of control. But also, uh, you're so rich that like maybe your homies are also just like, well, we bought uh, 300 pounds worth of prime steak, and uh, we're just going to throw it into the water and feed it to the sharks because we can, because that's yeah. the kind of money we got. Yeah. There's those things that you can do in your life that are just like objectively fuck you money. Yeah. Owning a yacht rich. is one of those things. Yeah. Like the fact that some people own like boats where they have to like hire a crew to even use it is nuts to me yeah i'll tell you what um when i eventually get my millions mm-hmm. or my billions yeah, uh, when we eventually get it from the lyric boys residuals yeah 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 and um before you take it all from me in a power grab podcast syndication yes before we have a massive eagle style falling out hell yeah uh <laughs> I don't Don think Henley that in this bad boy. <laughs> I don't think that I would ever want like I could think of like a lot of other ways to spend my money before mm. buying a yacht. One of those ways would just be to throw stakes off of like the docks. Right? Like yeah. if I'm going to blow money on throwing food into the ocean, I would just buy more food to throw into the ocean rather than buy less food and also a yacht. I would just simply give all the money to charity. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. And well, I would uh, make it known. I would tweet that I'm giving all my money to charity. Yeah. You probably and then get, I would yeah. not give all my money to charity. Mm-hmm. But people would think I gave all my money to charity. My, my buddy McLaren Stieglitz. Do you want to hear my third lyric? Call me uh, McLaren DeWitt, please. All right. McLaren DeWitt. Yes, I would like to hear your third lyric. My third lyric comes from the song Humble off the album. Damn. So. (laughs) Such a good song. Such a great song. And the music video is one of those things that like when it came out, you saw so many people copy some of the effects in that music video. Like because there is like a couple. The music video is iconic, but there's a lot of like strange um, visual effects and like in camera trickery things that after like watch that video and then like you'll be like oh i've seen other people try to do this okay i don't yeah i i rarely watch music videos these days the damn one i just remember like everyone watching but that could have just been me so and i'm everyone because wow you've got a fucking solipsism (laughs) is my god king so you're getting fucked up and like drinking and smoking and your excuse is that you're with the homies, but really you are the homies. Yeah. You, you are always got to be your number one homie. You are your so, own homie. There is a couple lyrics I want to take here. One is just, there is a lyric here that in the song is great. Pulled out of the song. I'm just imagining this is the nerdiest way to hit on a woman ever. Like... <laughs> Kendrick sings it and it's cool, but like anyone else saying this, you'd be like, um, sir, get help. Yeah. 
Say the, the lyric say the is <laughs> so uncomfortable. The lyric is, "Ooh, that pussy good. Won't you sit it on my taste buds?" Yeah, taste buds, not tongue. Also, sit it. The whole way this is phrased is uh, perplexing to me. Yes. I just love the idea that, like, this is someone who's, like, trying to be too clever. Like, who's like, if I phrase this in an interesting, unique way, it will disguise how weird this is. It, this is, like, the kind of, like, thing that I imagine of, like, what's the incel. word? Incel, right? Or, like, someone who's, like, milady, right? Yeah, fedora wearing incel. Tip your fedora, you're like, milady. Milady. Would you sit that? Would you kindly sit that majestic, powerful pussy on my taste buds, please? <laughs> and it's like, yes. You, you, you are not a knight, sir. You, <laughs> you, you, you phrasing things weird does not make you. Also, do you think that in medieval times this is how they asked women good to sir, like kindly. participate in sexual activities? Oh, good lady, could you kindly back that as a kind wench? Wouldst thou put thine pussy on my taste buds? I mean, yeah, I think they probably did talk like that. That's what I imagine everything in middle, in middle, uh, I don't know, 1400s. That's what I imagine life was like. Yeah. You think like, uh, King Ferdinand or whatever the fuck, Isabella, (laughs) they're getting freaky like that. The ones who sent Columbus on that trip. Yeah. You know it. I mean, they were getting freaky back in the day. We know that. There oh, so they were they were probably more history. freaky than we are now. I mean, they were like fucking each other's cousins and stuff. That's true. <laughs> I mean, their own their own cousins, not each other's. <laughs> I mean, probably each other's, but definitely their own. I just love right, the I'm going to stop like, talking right now. <laughs> you almost said that like disappointingly. You're like, oh man, they were so much freakier back then. They were allowed to do their cousin. <laughs> No, I didn't say it disappointingly. I did not. I was just saying that's freaky to do that. I don't we want got to. Got a Roosevelt that. over here. Am I right, King? <laughs> did Roosevelt do that? Uh, well, and which one? Eleanor and FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, were cousins, but not like close, close cousins, but still cousins. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. All right, so the there, there's another lyric in this that is similar to me. Which is, I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro on Richard Pryor. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Mm-hmm. Great sentiment. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, don't, you know, don't like, don't adhere to these ridiculous standards of beauty and, and, and give me something real. Mm-hmm. Wild example. <laughs> like, this is the type of thing that's also great. It's like Kendrick able to say something really profound but also make it really funny because that is a funny lyric there's no way that is not funny afro on richard Pryor, ass with some stretch marks love it yeah it checks off all of the things that i would want in my non-photoshopped models yeah well it just i love the idea that like i just need something real in this world you know everyone is so damn fake yeah i need someone to speak to who can communicate and be honest and be real like ass with some stretch marks and you're like oh wow all right you had me the whole way but that is a perplexing example there lucian um i thought you're gonna say like i don't know like nature or like squirrels or something ass with some stretch marks is as real as it gets man hell yeah king we stand
um, realness. <laughs> uh, so you want to hear my third lyric? I would love that so much. So my third lyric is from the song Lust off of Damn. And uh, this is a long one, so so bear with me. So oh, put on your seatbelts, fam. Wake up in the morning thinking about money. Kick your feet up. Watch you a comedy. Take a shit. Then roll some weed up. Go hit you a lick. Go fuck on a bitch. <laughs> Don't go to work today. Cop you a fit or maybe some kicks and make it work today. Hang with your homies, stunt on your baby mama, sip some lean, go get a pistol, shoot out the window, bet, you, bet your favorite team, play you some Madden, go to the club or your mama's house, whatever you're doing, just make it count. What Amazing. a fantastic day. If I could wake up and have this day every day, I think that would be my heaven. Um, well, that would be an action-packed day. That would be, <laughs> every day that'd be is a busy the- one. <laughs> There'd be some things in that day that would be out of the ordinary for my normal life. Let's just say. Yeah, a few things. Maybe uh, getting a pistol and shooting out the window is not something I do. Oh, I was going to say play Madden. I usually, I haven't played Madden in a while. You're like, yeah, I do all the other stuff. Just not play Madden. Yeah, Madden's been, it's been a few years. I, uh, I love, I love the positive vibes of this song in which it's like, play, play, play some Madden. Just make it count. You know, like whatever you do, make it count. Great, obviously great lesson, right? Like that's that's genuinely a good lesson. Yeah, well, uh, so th- that is actually very Eckhart Tollian because he, our favorite spiritual teacher on this podcast, who we've, we're only mentioning right now, but I am an avid fan. Lucian uh, also is a stan of Eckhart but basically he says literally the same thing he's like if you're gonna be if you're gonna have a day where you're dedicated to like I'm being lazy today I'm not doing anything then fucking do it if you're gonna have a day where you're like I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get this bread well then also do that but do both of those things with the same amount of conviction uh because if you're gonna have a day where you wake up and you're like oh I wanna like I have all these goals or like I have I have like stuff i want to do but i'm not sure and blah blah blah. don't 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 like flounder back and forth just like fucking commit to being lazy just commit to it and you'll find that that lazy day uh is almost the same amount of fulfilling as like achieving your goals there we go do that with madden boom Uh, yeah i love that i love that because then it helps because it helps because like you do need those days you need those days to play madden you you can't be getting this bread every day (laughs) so so one of the things on this list that I just don't know what it means at all. Okay. And I'm curious is <laughs> go hit you a lick. I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't in know my what life. that means either. What does hit a lick mean? It means on the internet it says ba 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 ba. It means to basically get up get a lot of money. Okay. Very quickly. Usually illegally by robbing and stealing or gambling, potentially. I don't know. Never heard it before. Now I will use it in my daily life. I will not do that. Don't worry. I feel like this, uh, <laughs> the list of these things is like so, not only is it random, it's mm-hmm. it's like the order that you would do this in, right? Wake up in the morning thinking about yeah. money. Okay, that's fine. Kick your feet up. Watch you a comedy. All right, first thing in the morning, yeah, that is surprising. It's not like brush your teeth. It's watch well, it's you a also comedy. Surprising. 
Yeah, yeah. Because you're thinking about money, which makes me think you're like anxious about like making money. And you're like, all right, let me watch a comedy movie. I'm putting on <laughs> Billy Madison. Yeah. Yeah, let me watch Billy Madison. It, what's interesting also is that <laughs> the first thing, I mean, it it says take a shit after you watch a comedy, right? Usually yeah. it's the opposite. You wake up and you do your morning routine, brush your teeth, shower maybe. But this Kendrick is like, no, wake up, think about money, watch a comedy take a shit and then go fuck on a bitch i don't know if that means go have sex with a woman or if it just means like <laughs> i don't know just that. the way you phrase that is very innocently go, go have sex with a woman or if it's just like like go fuck on a bitch to me can also imply like go bother somebody like just go just fucking like be annoying to somebody mm-hmm. uh don't go to work today but copy a fit go shopping some kicks hang with your homies it's just a very random thing of just like it, it feels like a man who's like almost doesn't have any uh like agency over himself and he's like being controlled by god and god is just like now you're gonna go shopping now you're gonna go fuck on a bitch now you're gonna go stunt your baby mama and it's just like i don't know you know he's just deciding to do these things it makes me think of our Charlie Bliss episode in this in, in Blown to Bits where she was just singing about all these things that she's going to miss when the world ends. Mm. And it was like a seemingly just like kind of random thing. So it's like, oh, yeah, I will miss that when the world ends. This song is similarly. It's like you can come up with a list of anything here. This song could be literally anything. It could be wake up in the morning thinking about my anxieties. <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's literally anything. Just yeah. make a count. Whatever you're doing, make a count. Make Thank you, K-Dot. Nike, make a count. <laughs> yes. All right. Fourth lyric. Hit me. I'm going to do the song PNP, which is from what the Kendrick is? Lamar EP mixtape. So I did not know the song before this podcast. What is the, like, the Kendrick Lamar EP? Or mixtape basically this is a song that kendrick made in his early days and then re-recorded it for another mixtape and changed lyrics i was just listening and looking at a lot of different kendrick and is this like like pre-section 80 yeah oh wow okay so (laughs) i just like this lyric you'll see why it's a long one this is a really long one i strapped in i'm ready to go but so pnp before I get into these lyrics, I want you to think, huh, PMP, I wonder what that could stand for. Two. Oh, you're scared. All right. All right. <laughs> Here's the lyric. I said, keep reading my diary when my life's entirely surrounded by the irony of living in the city. I said they wouldn't hire me. I said I got my ass beat. And the only thing can help me is ass and some titties. So what's up, baby? I said, what's up? I had a long day and I really want to fuck. See, I ain't trying to think about no phone bills, credit card late fees, Capital One, popping up on my caller ID, pawning my chain in the shop, watching for hollow tip shots, watching my vehicle break down in another man's block. Man, that's my worst fear. 
Ain't that your worst fear? You know, when your transmission go out and can't switch gears or run through a pothole at two in the morning, scared to hit your emergencies because they'll be on it. See, I know when the harsh reality takes its toll, open your contacts, then scroll. And then at this point in the song, a woman's voice just goes, hey, what's up, daddy? Then Kendrick says, I'm going through something with life, but pussy and Patron make you feel all right. Mm. Pussy and Patrol make you feel all right. Pussy and Patron. That's some great advice. All right, that's the lyric. That's the whole. I did a lot. Wow, I thought I honestly thought PMP was going to stand for like uh, Pagliacci and pine cones, just or like PPN. really good opera and a really good smell. Amazing. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. But, okay, so I will say what's funny to me about this. He's having a bad day. <laughs> that that much is clear. He's having a not-so-great day. He's got... He's, life's anxieties are getting on him in general, too, right? And he's like, I've already said I've had a pretty shitty day because earlier in the song he talks about, like, these shitty things. So he's like, they... I like, I they wouldn't hire me. I got my ass beat. And Kendrick is like, I just need ass and titties. Like, it's like he's coming home after a hard day. And like his like wife is being supportive, but he's like, I don't want to talk to you about my problems. I just want to have sex and to drink. <laughs> right? It's like to drink tequila. Yeah. Um. So I I also like the idea that like at this point he's like I had a long day and really want to fuck. And I feel like the other person at that point would be like, like they might be like sure and then Kendrick is like okay I don't want to think about all these things and then he proceeds to list all the things he wants to think about and the other person's like all right like I've already agreed to this I don't need to hear <laughs> this list um yeah yeah but I do love I don't know Kendrick is like obviously um humble for example in the song humble he's very confident and very um yeah like the most like super confident and in this song it's kind of fun to see him taking the more anxious more stressed out by life's problems vibe which everybody's got their stresses man yeah um yeah and the other thing is that he says pussy patron he loves that and then he ends it with that's some great advice I don't know who told him that advice. It sounds to me like he's making it up and then like claiming it's great advice. Right. Yeah. It sounds like he's the one that's like, listen, kids, I'm going to impart this wisdom on you. Two things you need to make you feel better in life. <laughs> and he's, he's got like his son on his knee. He's like bouncing on his knee. He's like, son, one day you're going to tell your son this. Pussy and Patron. Let's say this. Kendrick, maybe that's not the most sound advice however in your extreme extremely like deep catalog of wisdom in your lyrics we can let that one slide wow wow uh <laughs> you want to hear my f- was like oh thank god my what friend is- mclaren dewitt just told me that you can let this slide <laughs> i was so nervous he was gonna oh really- yes my name is mclaren dewitt and I have an investment opportunity for you. How would you like to own a yacht and throw some sad steak off of it into some shark-infested waters? Amazing. 
Amazing. Let's shoot that commercial. Andrew, give me your fourth Kendrick Lamar lyric. Uh, yeah, my fourth lyric is pretty quick. It's a pretty quick one. It's from the song Swimming Pools off Good Kid Mad City. Swimming Pools Drink. Swimming Pools Drink. And the lyric is simply, I see you joking. Why you laugh? Don't you feel bad? <laughs> that line resonates with me because, you know, sometimes I feel bad. And when I feel bad and I see other people happy, I'm just like, no, no, no. Fuck you. Why are you happy? And that is my toxic thought of the day. And that is the Lyric Boys Toxic Thought of the Day. If you have a toxic thought to submit, please at the Lyric Boys on whatever social media platform <laughs> you are and share your toxic thought. Hey, we all Thank have you. them. We all have them. You ever so, like you ever do that though? You ever like in a shitty mood and you're just like, fuck you for being happy. I fuck your happiness. <laughs> Um, I do that. Okay. All yeah, right. I mean, okay. Like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Fuck your happiness. Okay. Occasionally, I, I tend not to like. It, like for example, Instagram never gets me down as a platform, even though I know that's like one that like people are like, oh, these people are having fun, and I'm not. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the one. I know I'm going to. I've already admitted it's a toxic thought, and you shouldn't have it. But yeah. like, hey, sometimes um, sometimes it happens. Yeah, I mean, I do that for sure, but it, it's that's not my go-to thing. Right. That's not my go-to anxiety, I guess. But um, so I also, <laughs> I could also see this like making a joke about someone else. So you're like, oh, that uh, that Andrew Stieglitz over there, he's a uh, he's he's got a dumb brain, and everyone laughs, and then like someone stops me and it's like, hey, I see you're joking. Why are you laughing? Don't you feel bad? You just made fun of that man. And he's he so stupid. It. He doesn't understand what you're even saying right now. It's like someone at a roast. It's just like raises their hand like, excuse me. Uh, why are you doing this? Well, that guy's your friend. Why are you doing a whole five minute set about why he sucks? <laughs> they invite a comedian to a roast who doesn't understand roasts. And he gets up and they're like really excited for him to perform. And he's like, I am shocked and appalled at what I've heard here today. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. I think I like, said this. Like Pete Sorry. Davidson. How do you not understand what roasts are? I, uh, I've said this to you. I, I don't like roast comedy. Mm. I like that's not it's never been my vibe. It's uh, just not my thing. Like any, any comedy that's like very. Uh, mean, mean spirited. Yeah, mean spirited. But even like things that are just like complaining all the time. <laughs> like complaining is fine, but like roasting annoys me. And it's like fine if that's your thing, whatever. But I unironically sometimes think this way during roasts. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> like, how can you say that? Um, yeah, that's so innocent of you. Whenever I go to a comedy show, I'm always in. It, I'm always in fear of being roasted. You know, I hate crowd work. Crowd work makes me like grip onto the seat. Like I'm, I'm, I'm delivering a baby. Yeah. I don't want to be roasted. I usually do not sit in the front couple of rows, uh, but I enjoy watching people get roasted. That's fun. If it My was dream. happening to me though, I'd be like, Oh no. 
my dream is to go to a comedy club and the comedian's like, look at this fucking idiot in the first row. And then he looks at me and he's like, wait a minute, you're not an idiot. You're really smart. Stand up, sir. Everyone <laughs> clap. Clap for this man. Look how cool he is. Yeah. That would be uh, that'd be a real hit. <laughs> like, sir, I'm sorry. When I said look at this idiot in the first row, I did not know that such a fine specimen like you would be sitting there. Man discovered in front row of comedy <laughs> show to be what world was looking for this whole time. Scientist <laughs> just like, CAA and has three show world deal. peace achieved because of just the look of this man you see like world leaders all shaking hands and they're like now that's one thing we can all agree on amazing oh you want to hit me with your last lyric yes yes i would love to hit you with my last lyric so my last lyric is from backseat freestyle off of good kid mad city this is like early in the album. So it's like the song represents like Kendrick's Kendrick has like a younger teen who's just like, who who is like seduced by fucking the world. Basically like a young teen who like wants to like be cool. And like, it's kind of like what his mind is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lyric is all my life. I want money and power. Respect my mind or die from lead shower. I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower so I can fuck the world for 72 hours. So, love that. Mm-hmm. Always thought this was such a funny lyric because it's like clearly Kendrick is talking about like a young, like, want, like being that age and like wanting to like have sex with everyone, like wanting to be hot shit, right? Mm hmm. And he pushes that to like the most extreme example, which is wanting your dick to be as big as the great monument, the Eiffel Tower. Love a medical it. condition that would be an absolute travesty to your body because the blood would not be able to flow through the rest of your veins. It's a t- And then it's also like in his mind, he thinks that if his dick was as big as the Eiffel Tower, then that would allow him to fuck the world for 72 hours. No more, it's no a, less. Yeah. It, it's just like a great, like, internal mind thing that it yeah. was just like a scrappy, like, like hotshot wannabe is just like, oh man, that would be awesome. It's also like, uh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love the imagery of like uh, Kendrick Lamar praying at the foot of his bed. As a child being like, (laughs) dear Lord, I've been very good. I've eaten all my food. I've complimented my parents. I've uh, done my homework. And uh, um, so God, uh, uh, Jesus, the uh, big man, um, you know how like I've been really good. If you could like just slip, um, you know, some more inches downstairs. I'm thinking like, um, I don't know, maybe like Eiffel Tower size it up. That would be real cool. All right. Anyway, thank you, God. Amen. Um, Cut to, and it's a wonderful life type scenario <laughs> where his ghost, future ghost, comes back and is like, Kendrick, what you wished for was your dick to be as big as the Eiffel Tower. And, well, I'm going to show you what happens with that scenario. <laughs> 
First of all, you live on a first floor apartment. So immediately it penetrated through all five floors above you and everybody was skewered <laughs> by your massive cock that sprouted up in the middle of the night. Okay, second of all, it has become uh, a hotbed for conspiracy theories and for international terrorist groups to try and take over. Okay, you can't walk. You're, you're dead right now in your bed because all of the blood in your body went to your penis. Okay, uh, it's caused World War Three. People are trying to nuke your dick. People are saying it's aliens. Uh, is this what you really want? I understand that you want to have a large member, uh, but... Consider maybe what the ramifications of, oh, your parents are devastated. They're sad. They want their son back. They don't want his Eiffel Tower dick <laughs> sitting in the apartment. And Kendrick is like, oh, man, I really got to take that wish back. And also this being it's a wonderful life of imagining like Jimmy Stewart now. <laughs> yes. Kendrick, I can't do Jimmy Stewart. Damn, uh, you, you could do it better than me. Um. Yeah. I also like the idea that Kendrick Lamar, as he's writing this lyric, maybe has like a legal pad or something where he's like, he's got like, maybe he's trying a Venn diagram and on one side it's world monuments yeah. and the other side is buildings that look like dick. And then in the middle, it's like, what is a good lyric? And he's just like making a list of all these monuments being like, all right, what, what, what works? The Sears Tower. I'd like tower. to imagine that, like the Sears Tower, might have been the list. Yeah. Um, maybe the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You know, Ooh, the you know floppy. what would be on the list? The John Hancock Building in Boston. I don't even remember that building. Hancock. It's like this big blue building in Copley Square. You got a big blue penis. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been it. That should have been it. Uh, I, I would say, like, uh, I would like another version of this that's about other monuments just a whole song of monuments that <laughs> could be dicks um so another part of the song is after this he goes god damn i got bitches damn i got bitches damn i got bitches wifey girlfriend and mistress i always thought that was like a very cute fun way of being like <laughs> i'm a cheating asshole <laughs> right it's like that's right, I got my squad. <laughs> my squad. My squad. Uh, I got wifey. <laughs> you know, wifey. Um, there's girlfriend. Uh, there's mistress. And then there's the bitches. And it's just like, all right. Um, you are an adulterer. <laughs> um, but I'm a cute <sighs> adulterer who says wifey. You know how there's wife guys, right? We talked about wife guys yeah, before. Yeah. A wife guy is someone who like their social media presence or they're just their presence in general is their wife. So if you go to a party and you're like, Hey, McLaren DeWitt, how's it doing? And you're like, I'm doing well. I'm eating these cornichons cause they're tiny pickles. And I'm just thinking about how my wife is a pickle farmer and she works every day and she couldn't be here at this party cause she's waking up tomorrow at 5am to go make pickles happen. And I love her so much. And I miss her. And you're like, all right, so that would be a wife guy. <laughs> oh, the old DeWitt wife. Her name is also Ms. McLaren DeWitt. I made her take my first name as well because I'm so proud of it. So I'm wondering if there's not only wife guys, but if there's like mistress guys. Oh, my mistress. <laughs> she said the I, funniest thing the other day. 
I do. I could believe in a, let's just say a group of old rich men at a yacht club who all have mistresses. That's like a group yeah. of philandering men, right? Uh-huh. Who are old. I imagine they like talk about their mistresses. Like they're at like the yacht club party. They're like, they definitely have like mistress yeah. talk. Uh, do you want to hear my last lyric? I would like that very much. Another quickie uh, from the song Pride off of the album. Damn. And the lyric is, I can't fake humble just because your ass is insecure. And Maybe. boy, that, to have that kind of confidence. I love it. I love the the absolute like strength in that lyric. It is great. It's like you imagine someone before like you walk into a room at a party and they're like, listen, don't mention um, the fact that you are a very successful rapper and have won 13 Grammys and have made millions uh, because a uh, little Joey in there. Well, um, he, he uh, just decided to um, go work in the mines and um, n- not pursue a rap career. So, He's a little bit sensitive about talking about music success right now. All right. So Kendrick, if you can go in there and just, you know, be normal to him and and not mention your wildly successful career, um, that would be great. And then Kendrick walks in the room and is like, hey, little Joey, I hear you're in the mines. <laughs> Shit sucks, don't it? Well, I don't know about that because I got 13 Grammys. Want to see them? You can't because they're in my uh, mansion. <laughs> and Joey's like, dude, I'm an 11 year old child laborer. <laughs> I had no choice. Why are you? You have so many like people who you can like shit on. Why me? I was, I was told you were coming here to cheer me up. <laughs> These analogies are getting wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> I was like, I think this is a good analogy, but have I gone too far? <laughs> <laughs> I love little Joey in the mines, an 11-year-old minor child laborer working in the coal mines of Pennsylvania just to pay off his parents' mortgage. <laughs> and then Kendrick Lamar just fucking shits on him. Like Kendrick Lamar chooses him specifically and is just like, fuck your minds. But he can't fake humble. Can't fake. Um, he doesn't. He can. He could choose not to go there, but he can not fake humble. This also reminds me of that character we've talked about it before in this podcast. That stereotypical Long Island man who got in trouble at a party and then is like, "I'm not in trouble. I, I did the right thing." Which you could. I feel like this. If you yeah. said this line in that voice, yeah. it would make sense. I'd be like, uh, what's the, it's like. Uh, Bro, I can't fake humble just because your ass is insecure. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else around here thinks I'm the fucking greatest. You're coming up to me and you're going to tell me that you want me to shut my mouth? I can't fake it. I'm sorry. Exactly. That's exactly the vibe (laughs) that this lyric gives me as well. All right, so that was our Kendrick Lamar episode. We talked about 10 Kendrick Lamar lyrics, and we had a decent to average time, wouldn't you say? I would have preferred to spend an hour listening to Kendrick Lamar, but uh, Lyric Boys is is good, too. (laughs) 
amazing review. I would have uh, preferred to listen to the music they're talking about, but um, in a world in which those bands, uh, for some reason, are out of my grasp and I have access to a podcast, this podcast was a decent substitute. I can picture a review being left like that. Like, I would have just rather listened to the band and us being like, then do that. Yeah, you have free agency, baby. <laughs> We're not holding your phone. <laughs> the Lyric Boys podcast suck. They made hey. me listen to their podcast. We're getting angry over fake haters now. Yeah. Come at me. <laughs> All right, so if if you enjoy this lyrical analysis of this Lyric Boys action, then subscribe or follow Lyric Boys. We are on Spotify, we're on iTunes, wherever you're listening to us right now, that's where we are. So if you're on that platform, give us give us a little follow. And that will ensure that when our episodes come out, you know about them. You're the first to see them and you won't miss an episode. And we are also all across the internet because baby, we're modern day men. So that means we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, Talk and Facebook, and we're on those platforms at the Lyric Boys. So if you go there, you type a little at symbol, and you write in the Lyric the Lyric Boys, you will find us. And if you ever want to reach out, DM us, whatever you can. Sometimes we like to read those out. Sometimes we love them. Um, I don't know. Do it. It's fun. It's nice. We'll engage. We love hashtag organically engaging with our audience. Am I right, Andrew? Don't you love organically engaging? I love engaging? it. If you want to organically engage with me, go to freelancer.bandcamp.com or type freelancer in SoundCloud and you will find a few songs in which you can press play and listen. And you will hear my voice along with my music. And if you like the music that is playing underneath this right now you'll like what i have you're gonna like the way you listen i love how you're basically telling the audience to go listen to music that you've made yeah. but the way you feel like you have to do is explain the concept of just what music is <laughs> okay you're okay like, so music audience all right so you know how like this is a podcast about music but what is music if not words and feeling and emotion over some sort of instrument that okay. has been, um, Ladies and gentlemen, Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines music as vocal or instrumental sounds or both combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. If you like one or more of those things, go to freelancer.bandcamp.com. It's like if a car insurance commercial is like, all right, first of all, humans created the wheel. <laughs> what did that mean? What could we do with the wheel? And then later it's on like, all right, so then Henry Ford... <laughs> Model T, along with the innovation of cars, became the drama of the first car accident. Alright, insurance, what it is. You pay money, but... <laughs> anyway, Geico. <laughs> it's like, uh, Geico sets a record for a three-hour-long commercial <laughs> during airing of during Bob Super Hart's... Bowl. <laughs> during the Super Bowl. During the Super Bob Hart's Abishola. <laughs> it's like I signed up for Bob Hart's Abishola and I got a three hour Geico commercial. <laughs> oh man, do we have anything else we want to say or should we get the fuck out of here? 
I think we have uh, overstayed our welcome and, and I think we were expected to leave, Andrew. So if we could just stop right now, that would be great. Thank you.